Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about what's next for one of the teams with the brightest futures in the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer, bang, bang, it's good, Doncic wins the game at the buzzer. What you preach, I guess about it talking trash, <laughs> now they want to pose with me like, uh-uh, not so fast. <laughs> Before we talk about the massive haul of picks that the Thunder have accumulated over the past couple of years, let's talk about this roster. This was a team that in the first half of the season was actually solid. They weren't great or anything. In certain moments, they were just barely in the play-in, and that was the best that they were. But this team did show some promise, did show some talent, but in the second half of the season where they had a lot of injuries and sat the vets, this team clearly tanked for the pick and they do have a solid pick in this draft. So I think it was a success of a season for the Thunder, even though that record obviously isn't very pretty. The star of this franchise going forward will clearly be Shea Gildas Alexander. He's someone who elevates his game every single year, and that deserves a lot of credit. Every year, people put a new cap on how good Shea Gildas Alexander is going to be, and every single year, he keeps breaking that cap. We thought his playmaking wasn't good enough, so what did he do last year? Develop his playmaking quite significantly. We thought his scoring was was good but wasn't great so what did he do become a 24 point scorer and i'm just super confident in this kid becoming one of the best players in the league and an all-star pretty soon i'm super super excited about the future of shea i just want him to continue to elevate that playmaking because i think his scoring is already so good he'll just continue to refine it every single year but if that playmaking continues to take significant leaps that's where i think we see shea become one of the best players in this league not just one of the best young guys so i'm really really excited about the future of shea lou door is also a big building block on this team and he's one of my favorite uh players in the nba just because it's impossible to not watch him and just see that he plays so hard at every single moment and that's so admirable he's someone who still plays like he was on that two-way contract and not like he knows that he has a solidified spot in the NBA. NBA. He improved a lot last year. While his results were inconsistent for sure, the results being there at all were very encouraging. We all knew how good he was defensively, but offensively, he grew in a lot of areas. The three-point shooting was, again, incredibly inconsistent, but it showed flashes. At certain points, even being around 40%, his uh, ball handling ability really impressed me. He took big leaps in there you know he's running some more pick and rolls running some more isos for himself he's never going to be a main creator but him having the ability to create occasionally and then shoot with how good of a defender he is i think that makes one of if not the best role player going into the future the other guys on this roster are guys who definitely have more question marks but are guys to definitely be excited about they have so much young talent on this team that they took swings on and are trying to develop someone like alexis pokusevsky i feel like was a fantastic pick because at the spot they were at which was 18 Getting someone like Pokusevsky, who has sky-high potential, but also has potential to not be 
anything is the smartest move you can go with and i think that's the direction they should continue to go with until they're really trying to be a winning team keep taking high upside players and then just give them the opportunity to develop that's what we saw with pokusevsky he played in the g league for a bit and then he came up played in that second half of the year he was given a lot of opportunity played multiple position played multiple roles and we got to see what he was kind of made out of he obviously has a lot of work to do he needs to put on a ton of weight that three-point shooting definitely needs to come along and i want to see him continue to be used more as a ball handler and more as a playmaker but his upside is really intriguing taylor maladon is someone who they took in the second round and i feel like that was an excellent pick he was someone who i'd mocked as a late uh, a mid to late first round pick so seeing them get him in the second was really intriguing and he's someone who if you look at his advanced stats and stuff they're all pretty bad because he was a rookie playing on a okc team that was struggling significantly but he showed intriguing signs and i do think a potential backcourt with him and shay has a lot of versatility and is really exciting he's another guy who has work to do for sure but the talent is there and that's all you need when you're in a rebuilding phase Darius Baisley is someone that some people are out on but I still believe in Darius Baisley I was really really high on him after his fantastic performance in the NBA bubble and even though he did have a bit of a rough year where he was injured for certain parts and where at certain parts he was just disappointing I do still think his potential is pretty high he's a big forward could do a bunch of different things he just needs that three-point shot to be consistent last year and especially in that bubble where he started to shine his three-point shooting was a big factor into him starting to get more opportunity but this year his three-point shot kind of fell off he really struggled from outside and his overall performance wasn't super great just like uh, Meladon, he's someone whose advanced stats are pretty bad but he's another guy who i trust in their development system to at least become a solid player and with a guy like him who was a later first round pick you're taking swings anyway so taking someone with the size and with the talent that he has no matter how it pans out i still think that was a good selection they took some swings on some other guys uh someone like isaiah roby they traded for from the mavs he didn't really get any opportunity on the mavs and then this year he got a good amount of opportunity for the thunder he's someone who i think is far from great or anything but is someone who i think could be a serviceable nba player and them getting him for basically nothing was smart it's just another example of them taking swings on guys who were given up on by other teams and i just think that's by far the smartest thing you can do with uh you being a rebuilding roster uh ty jerome another guy another example i feel like i'm just repeating myself at this point but they're clearly uh building a certain culture there and they're clearly building a blueprint of how they want to do this rebuild they took a swing on ty jerome he was a late first round pick for the suns and he really really struggled in his first year but he actually showed a lot of signs for the oklahoma city thunder his three-point shooting was very good he had some moments of even hitting pretty deep shots it, it's just another guy that's a nice guy to have on the roster and i think that's a really good bench guard going forward and another guy you didn't get for much he was kind of just a throw-in in the chris paul trade the main thing was them getting kelly Oubre and getting that pick and ty jerome was just kind of a sweetener so that's another smart move from them we see this over and over again just smart moves 
obviously you have to execute on it you can't just continue to stack up young players and continue to go in that cycle you have to actually develop some of these guys but with them only being in year one of their rebuild i think just even us seeing those signs from those players is enough someone like josh hall even is someone that probably a lot of you guys watching unless you're a real like diehard thunder fan you guys probably don't even know him he played 21 games for them uh played about 16 minutes and he was pretty bad but he's someone who's coming out of high school and has some upside that's intriguing and exciting he's a big forward who can shoot the ball and maybe he could be someone who develops into something it's just continuing over and over again to take swings and i think that is the model that every rebuilding team should go under and obviously they have a million picks going forward that doesn't even need to be said but let's you know let's just look at these picks because oh my goodness they have just a crazy stockpile of them they have the sixth pick which i think is really really exciting someone like scotty barnes should probably be available there and i think that is fantastic scotty barnes is one of my favorite players that this draft has to offer like behind moses moody and Cade cunningham there's not many more players i like more than scotty barnes and that's because he is a big forward who's fantastic at defense he's a great ball handler for his size and he's also someone who has sky high potential defensively due to his length reminds me a lot of uh draymond green ben simmons type of player uh they have the 16th pick which is another place where you can just take a swing on a player uh someone like alperin sengun i've seen mocked there and i think that's an awesome fit uh, maybe someone like Isaiah Jackson, either at 16 or 18, you take a big swing on a super high upside player who has a lot of potential at that big spot. Uh, there's Zaire Williams, maybe James Booknight falls there. There's going to be a lot of talent at 16 and 18. And I love it because you can kind of go whatever approach you want to. You could take two big swings on some players or you could maybe take a one swing on a player and then take someone who you think is a bit more of a safe guy or you even have the option of trading up which is definitely very interesting as well because with that six pick and that 16th and the 18th and all the other young talent they have with some teams potentially being in a weird spot say a team like the cleveland cavaliers they're a team that could actually really use scotty barnes but if Jalen Green per se falls to them, then they don't really need Jalen Green because of the guards that they already have. So maybe that's a trade that happens. And I think that's honestly perfect for each side. If uh, the OKC Thunder compare Shea Gildas Alexander and Jalen Green going forward, that's one of the best backcourts in the future. But you also just get rid of some picks that are swings. And then you get rid of the sixth pick, which is obviously very valuable. But you're trading up for a top three pick in a stack draft class, which isn't going to be a chance that often. So I think that's a really intriguing prospect. In 2022, they have their own first round pick, lottery protected. So obviously, they'll be getting that. They have the Clippers first. They have the Suns first. They have their own second round pick. In 2023, they have their own first. They can swap it with the Clippers. Uh, they have the heat first for lottery protected they have the nuggets first lottery protected in 2024 they have their own first clippers first rockets first protected one through four in 2025 they have their own first they can swap it with either the clippers or the rockets and they have a 76ers first in 2026 they have their own first clippers first rockets first protected one through four and in 2027 they have their own first that is 17 
first round picks within the next seven years as well as 17 seconds that gives you so much flexibility to do whatever you want really because whenever a star player is available you are one of the teams that people are going to immediately look immediately look at because you have young talent and you have a ton of picks so many people are like well they can't use all those picks obviously but that gives them just flexibility to trade up to trade for players say you know the Luka Doncic is Zion Williamson situation this is just being com completely hypothetical but say if one of those situations really starts to escalate into something that's real the OKC Thunder would be the team you would look at to trade for one of those young superstars because they could give you basically an unlimited amount of picks and they could center the deal around some actual good young talent as well. It's really, really exciting for the Oklahoma City Thunder to just see how much young talent you have and how many picks you have going forward. You even have pretty... Uh, two pretty early second round picks and those guys are even farther from guarantees but there's some talent in a deep draft class like this there is going to be at least some solid players that you can land later just because of how uh, stacked this draft class is top to bottom it just gives them the ultimate flexibility to go whatever direction they want and now it's just all about Sam Presti ex executing because I think he already has his coach of the future. I think he already has his main building block of the future. And now you just need to continue to execute on your picks and continue to execute on developing your young talent. And you have one of the best teams going forward. It's a bit weird that they have Kemba Walker and that's a bit of an awkward situation. But I think if he plays well, you could at least try and flip him, maybe take on a bad... Uh, contract that lasts like a year longer than Kemba and then you get maybe another first round pick or you just get off of him for some expirings and then you'll have a ton of cap space going forward as well you have the opportunity to take chances on young restricted free agents you can get some veterans who could be mentors for these young guys it's an absolute dream scenario for the Thunder like, what do you think of this in, like, a 2K rebuild perspective? This is where everyone wants to be. You have assets to make trades. You have young talent to develop. It's really exciting. And if I was an OKC Thunder fan, uh, I'd be very, very happy about our future going forward. You're going to have to understand that it's going to be a process. It's going to take times. And there's going to be uh, some years where you're struggling. But I think that struggle is going to be more than worth it. So, yeah, I'm very, very intrigued about the Thunder's future. And I'm so excited to see where they go from here. But, yeah, it's been the video. It's been Michael. Peace out.